0: Ephesians 4.20, but you have not so learned Christ. This is the new King James Version. Indeed you have heard him, excuse me, if indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus, that you first of all put off concerning your former conduct the old man, your old nature, which grows corrupt According to the deceitful lusts. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. My topic today is spiritual renewal. Verse 24. And that you put on the new man. Which was created according to God. In true righteousness and holiness. So the apostle Paul under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. He first of all said, there are some things that you need to put off, that you need to get rid of out of your life that are sinful, that are counterproductive. They may be weights, they may be sins, but there's a lot of stuff in all of us that we need to put off. And then after having put all of that off, he said, now you need to be renewed in the spirit of your mind and after you have this spiritual renewal now there are some things you need to put on you need to put on the characteristics of Jesus Christ this new nature that is not from beneath it is from above and it is created according to God in righteousness, right living and holiness Amen Have you ever considered the fact that everything that is built by man immediately begins to decay? Whether it's the Taj Mahal or a shed you built behind your house. As soon as it's built, it begins to deteriorate. Because things that man builds do not have the ability to re Generate. They are not living things. And without intentional intervention, those things become crusty and rusty. They begin to decay and deteriorate because they are something that we made, we fabricated them, and they do not have the ability to regenerate or be renewed. Not so with what God created when it comes to living things. Things that are birthed have the power to be renewed. And I'm speaking in a more general sense of what God gave life to that have the ability to grow back, to be renewed by the power of God and even in the natural world. The intelligent designer of the universe instituted this principle of regeneration and renewal. When he said that he would allow there to be day and night, that there, those days and nights would be for signs, for seasons, for days and years. The Lord taught us that the sun would rise and go down. We understand how this happens in the rotation of the earth and our circulation around the sun and our solar system. But the Lord designed a solar system that would have renewal because of days and years and seasons that our world would have the ability to renew itself according to the way God created it. The Lord said in Genesis 8 that as long as the earth remains, there will be planting and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night. All of these cycles contribute to the process of the renewing Of the earth. Psalm 104 is a hymn in honor of the God of seven days. It honors God for his creation of this world in just seven 24 hour days. In verse 30, he said that the Lord sends his spirit and they are created, and you renew the face of the earth. God created the principle of renewal in our earth. I'm amazed by the statement of Solomon who understand back in that day what we would call the water cycle and the circuits of wind. One time I spoke here, it seemed like it wasn't that good of a message, back in the days of Thursday night on the paths of the sea, on the actual rivers that flow through the sea that ancient biblical writers knew because they, before they ever really knew it scientifically. But they knew how to navigate those paths of the sea. But Solomon said the sun rises and then it sets. The wind blows south and then turns north. Around and around it goes, blowing in circles or cycles. Solomon observed that the rivers run into the sea, but the sea is not full, and that the waters return. We know they evaporate back to the sky, they rain down again, and the rivers run into the sea again. And God created this cycle, this process, so that the earth would be renewed, so there would be the circulation of wind and water, the two powers that God shows for the renewal of the earth. I have an app on my phone called My Radar. Please do not download it right now. I love this app for a lot of reasons. It's a good weather app, but mainly because it shows something I've not seen on any other app. It shows the winds around the world all the time, and they're in a beautiful purple color. And it shows the velocity of the wind. If you go down, I think it's Tierra del Fuego beneath uh, South America, you can see the wind rushing there. And you see it come down from the North Pole and circling up around Australia, New Zealand. And I'm fascinated by the cycles of the wind, the churning of the wind that sometimes leads to a hurricane like Dorian that is threatening people that I love very much and where I was raised, you know. But that's an amazing thing that Solomon saw this, this, this whole cycle of, of water and wind for the renewal of the earth. Thank God for what the Lord does. For the earth. But but what about you? What about me? How am I regenerated and how am I renewed? The process, the continual process of renewal in your life and mine begins with a biblical principle and an act of God called regeneration. Now, regeneration is a biblical word. And it literally means to be born again, that God has the power to take a dead sinner and to change that dead sinner's nature for you to be born again or to be born from above. And through the process of spiritual birth, you have the power to become the possessor of a brand new life. Now justification is also a Bible word and it relates to our standing with God. That when a person is regenerated, they have a right standing before God that is called justification just as if I had never sinned. But regeneration is a little bit different than that. It speaks of the change of our moral and spiritual nature it is that you become something that you never used to be. That's why in the church, while we respect organizations like Alcoholics Anonymous, the best that man can do is to say, once an alcoholic, always an alcoholic. Because behavioral modification can help you overcome sinful habits or what they would call as negative habits. But we know a power that is higher than behavior modification. That Paul wrote it like this. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things pass away and all things become new. Paul also wrote it like like this. Such were some of you. But now you are justified. You are sanctified by the Word, by the Spirit. You are made a brand new person. Everybody say regeneration. Amen. And see, Paul said that before Christ, the body is dead because of sin. You're an enemy of God because of your sin. And the only way that you can have new life is if you repent, you turn from your old sinful life and you open your heart to regeneration, to spiritual birth. Paul said, and you has he quickened that was dead in sins. The Bible said he's made us alive together in him. And this regeneration causes a complete revolution in the heart of a person. Amen. Now I know why I'm saying this that some of you are thinking right now about some stuff you keep struggling with in your life. And you say, I've been regenerated and God did save you. He gave you the power over the record of sin and the power of sin in your life. But that's why today I'm talking about the renewal of the Spirit, and I'll get to that in a minute, so don't lose heart. You're not a horrible person if you still have battles in your life. Paul said in Romans 8 that you've passed from death to life. That your old nature is dead and become a new creation, as I've already mentioned, renewed according to the knowledge of... Of the image of him that created him. In other words, when God created Adam, he created him in his image and after his likeness. And when he regenerates you, that second birth, being born from above, he creates you after the nature, the image of Jesus Christ, who is not like Adam, who was a living soul, but you're like Jesus, who is a quickening spirit. There's something different inside of you because of the salvation process. Jesus taught that no matter how good your first birth was, it wasn't good enough to save you. To Nicodemus in John 3, Nicodemus thought being born a Jew was being born elite and that that was all you needed, you were the seed or a descendant of Abraham. Abraham. But Jesus told Nicodemus in John 3:3, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a the man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Now, he's going to tell us that in the same way that this world is renewed by wind and water, our water and wind in that order, that this new birth involves water, And it involves wind of the Spirit. When you're born naturally, if it's a natural childbirth, you're born of water, the breaking of the water as the child emerges into a brand new world from the womb of the mother. And then in a healthy, live birth, there is that moment of time. It's an amazing moment when that little baby who has never had to breathe in its life takes its very first breath on planet Earth and it all of a sudden has brand new life. It is born of water. It is born of breath or spirit. In the Bible, the word spirit in the Greek is pneuma, which is air, wind, breath, like pneumatics. It is a power like the wind that blows in the earth. Natural birth is water and spirit. Jesus told Nicodemus, you must be born again. And then he went on to say in verse 5, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. In other words, there has to be a birth of water and there must be a birth of the Spirit for you to be regenerated, born again, born from above. My brothers and sisters, that is why the Bible does not teach that it is enough to just accept Jesus as your personal Savior. That's okay if you've made a decision to follow Jesus. But salvation does not involve mental ascent alone. That's repentance. Salvation involves birth, power, Holy Ghost, regeneration that changes you from what you are to something completely different by the power of the Holy Ghost. What I need is for Jesus to accept me. And the Bible said, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. But we've received the spirit of adoption. We've received the Holy Ghost that we can cry, Abba, Father. We can look to God and we can call him this affectionate term like Daddy. That's what Abba means. And we have a brand new relationship with our Heavenly Father. We've been born again. Peter told us how it happens. Acts 2, 38, then Peter said unto them, Repent, die to your old self, and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. Everybody say birth of water. water. Baptized. Go down in that water in the name of Jesus Christ. You're baptized with the one who died for you. We're buried with him by baptism into death. The Bible doesn't say we're baptized with them. We're baptized with the one who died for us by Jesus Christ. That's why calling the name of Jesus over a person is essential for baptism to be effective in your life. If you're going to be born of the water, it is in the name of Jesus Christ. (laughs) Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for The remission of sins, not because of, but in order to obtain remission of sins. Water repentance and water baptism go together to bring the remission or forgiveness of sins in a brand new person's life that is coming to God. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. Everybody, please say, birth of the Spirit. Birth of the the water, birth of Spirit. That's how a person is saved. And if God has worked that work in your life, then you can celebrate today knowing that that old nature of yours was buried in the water when you spoke in tongues for the very first time, that the nature of Almighty God came inside of you. It is the same power that will help you overcome sin today. It is the same power that when the last trumpet sounds, that it will get you off of planet earth, whether you're dead in Christ or alive and remain. It is that quickening spirit that will bring rapture to you and get you off of planet earth and into the city of God forever and ever why don't you just take a moment to thank him that you have experienced regeneration by the Holy Ghost Amen Regeneration new birth spiritual birth Amen But really today, while this message is for those who have never been regenerated to help you understand how to become a new creature, new creation, really many of us have already experienced this. So my question to you today is not have you been born again, not have you been born from above and received the new birth, but I want to know about your new life. How long has it been since the water of the, not just baptism, but the water of the word, I'll explain that, and the wind of the Spirit has just come over your life and in the same way that the Lord, the Lord uses natural water and natural wind to renew this earth, that God would allow the washing of the water by the word of God and the wind of the Spirit to renew your soul and to help you overcome the past and to become more like Jesus Christ. So let's just talk a little bit about this process of renewal. Now in Ephesians 4, Paul is giving practical advice of serving Jesus. The epistles, letters to the churches were written to help us grow in God so that we can be saved. If being born again was all you needed, you could take out all the 13 books that are attributed to Paul. You could take out all the other epistles. You could take out the book of Revelation and you all you need is Acts chapter 2, verse 38. And that's all you need, just be born again. Figure out the rest on your own. Some people think that's all they need. But you've got a lot of teaching in this Bible about how to let the Spirit have free course in your life. How to be more like Jesus Christ. So Paul explains to them that the apostolic ministry was given to help perfect them. He tells them don't be children any longer spiritually where you're blown about by every wind of doctrine, every new idea that comes by, you get all messed up, and you're not sure if you really believe the Bible or not, and you get confused every other day. Paul said, you ought to grow out of that. Amen. And then he begins to talk to them about how this renewal happens. Verse 20 of Ephesians 4. You have not so learned Christ. This Jesus that you've learned about Isn't a Jesus that allows you to live A sinful life while claiming to be A Christian Should I run that by again It Doesn't condone you living like The devil and claiming that you live For the Lord It doesn't mean that you don't have a struggle or a temptation or a failure that you need to repent of. But it does mean that you don't live your life condoning, living like you used to live, like the world lives, but that you live a brand new life by the power of the Spirit. That's what you learned of Jesus. He's holy, righteous, amen? God in flesh. And Paul said if indeed you've heard him and have been taught of him that the truth is in Jesus that you need to put off. Concerning your formal conduct, the old man which grows corrupt according to deceitful lusts. Now I've already talked about this, but there are some things that you need to put off of you. And Paul gives a list later of some specifics that I'll just do a drive-by for. But then Paul says you need to be renewed in the spirit of your mind. That this is more than just something you decide to do. It's not just by human effort alone but you need to let your mind be renewed to be the mind of Jesus Christ and I know in Philippians 2 that means humility but a brand new way of thinking. You need to see life from a biblical world of view. You need to see your life like Jesus wants you to see your life. Amen. Renewal speaks of being saved but it also speaks of staying saved and growing up in God. And spiritual renewal is a matter of life or death to you spiritually. And as I mentioned, it is not just about making good decisions. It is about the power of the Spirit helping you get there. It is not just about modifying your behavior. It is about a true spiritual change. Amen. And the Bible said we're changed from glory to glory, and it's a daily thing that happens in our life. So verse 24, that you put on the new man, which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. There's some stuff we've got to put off. We've got to have our mind renewed to be able to embrace the new. And there's some things that we should put on in our life that are like Jesus Christ. And he tells it, it is true righteousness and it is holiness. That's what you put on. It's Jesus on the inside, working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. We used to sing years ago. And if he's working on the inside, he will change the outside. Attitudes, actions, appearances will be changed from the inside out. We do not believe in imposing, righteous living, On people who are still sinners. We believe that Jesus has to get on the inside and be the catalyst for change in your life. I told you Paul gave a list. Honesty, anger, stealing, corrupt language, not grieving the spirit by our attitudes and actions. He tells us we need to put off bitterness, rage, anger. Harsh words, slander, all types of evil behavior. He tells us we should be kind, tenderhearted, forgiving others, just as God for Christ's sake has forgiven you. That's what spiritual renewal initiates in your life. And it is interesting to me That spiritual renewal comes by a work of what we will call water and, of course, by the Spirit. Now, we know initially you're baptized in water in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost. But the Apostle Peter tells us that there's something else that happens in our lives. Excuse me, the Apostle Paul in Ephesians 5. He tells us, Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved your church. And gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. This is interesting because it's not literal water, baptismal water. But he relates the Bible to the cleansing power of water, the universal solvent called water. That H2O is a wonderful thing. Some people need to use more of it with a little soap. <clears throat> but he said if you get this word, it has a power to wash you. You hear it preached, you read it daily, you study it, you memorize it, you meditate on it, and then you obey it. And this word has the power. To help you put off the old, renew your mind, and put on the new. This word has the power to not just regenerate you, but to renew you day by day by day by day. So we should have a relationship with this word. Amen? And if you've got a dusty Bible you've probably got a crusty soul. Now, I know your Bible is on your app and your phone and all of that. That's fine. No problem with that. But if you've got a dusty word of God and it's just kind of absent from your life except for preaching on Sunday, you're going to have a deteriorated soul. You've got to have the water of the word to wash you clean on a daily basis. Amen? Amen? That's what renewal is all about. And Solomon said that this water, it rushes down through rivers into the sea and it is evaporated. and it comes back down again and it is a continual process of renewing the earth. And in my life, And in your life, we desperately need the power of the word of God to wash out of us the old and to place in the new so we can become more like Jesus Christ. Renewal takes place by the washing of the water by the word. But renewal also takes place by the power of the wind of the spirit The Lord blew into Adam the breath of life. Ezekiel 37. The Lord takes the prophet Ezekiel to a valley of dry bones. They're all discombobulated, disjointed, scattered in the valley. He tells Ezekiel to preach. And he preaches. And they come together bone to bone. And then sinew and flesh. And they're laying in the valley an army of dead corpses that look just like people. But then the Lord says to Ezekiel, now, I want you to prophesy to the wind. I want you to preach to the wind. And when the wind blows, it's going to come into this valley and it's going to bring a resurrection to every dead person in the valley. (laughs) Here's what I know about preaching when it is anointed by the Holy Ghost sent down from heaven. It doesn't matter how dead you are. It doesn't matter how sick you are, how broken you are, how depressed you are. If you will let the word and the wind, let the Holy Ghost come over you, it will revive you, it will raise you from the dead. Why don't you praise the Lord right now? Why don't you thank the Lord right now? Jesus said, the wind blows where it wants to. You can hear where the sound of it, but you don't know where it's coming from or where it is going. So it's everyone that is born of the spirit. There is a spiritual wind that blows and renews and regenerates. No accident that when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one accord and in one place and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were sitting. Some people want church where it's like this little gentle breeze. Not too much, no aisle running, no dancing, no making an idiot out of myself. I don't want to do anything that looks weird. Yeah. When they received the Holy Ghost in Acts chapter 2, people gathered around. They said, they're drunk. When was the last time you acted in such a way? that an unbeliever looked at your behavior and said, whoa, they're either crazy or drunk or high as a kite, but whoa, that's, that's not how a person acts who is sober. Don't get nervous right now. You should watch the body language. Don't do that right now. And there are people who want a church that's just pretty Pentecost, all under control. Nobody's going to look kind of crazy. Won't have to ever explain to anybody, well, that was the Lord. And maybe they were a little bit out of order, but that's okay. We can kind of deal with wildfire, but let us have some fire. Let us have, I don't want to get another analogy in this sermon. Let us have some power here. Rushing mighty. And what happened a while ago in this service? Was that the word that you believers have put into your heart, reading, listening, all of that, now was touched by the wind of the Holy Ghost. And that one-two punch of the water and the wind working in your soul to bring about spiritual renewal in your life. I could not have planned the way this worked out today. But I'm very thankful right now that the Lord demonstrated what he wanted me to say today. So everyone would understand that I'm not, out here trying, I'm not up here trying to work up something or generate something by human reasoning. But we want to be the church that is full of the Holy Ghost. That has the power of God blowing in this house. Worship team, please come give us hope. During the altar service and the 9 a.m. service, I I said this, not in my notes, but you see, my legacy is like this. My grandfather was a dead sinner. He wasn't a good man. He was a sinner. He didn't go to any church. He was just a sinner. Somebody came to Miami, Florida, preaching what I just preached today. That old sinner, James O. Johns, got under conviction, started feeling the weight of his sins. and People were praying for him in house prayer meetings all around their neighborhood. And old J.O. Johns couldn't sleep at night. He was restless because God was dealing with him. He would go to that tent meeting, tent meeting, sawdust floor, and he would stand on the periphery and he'd hold onto the tent poles because sin was fighting with God. He didn't want to give in, but something happened in his life and J.O. Johns went down to that altar. He was filled with the Holy Ghost, baptized in Jesus' name, saved by the power of God. My dad, my dad. Raised in a single parent home His dad was a gambler His dad was immoral My dad got out of the Navy Was playing music In these little places around Not clubs back then I don't know what you call it Maybe a honky tonk And Thelma Cox had just gotten saved And she said George why don't you go to church with me So my dad did. He went to a youth service and then he went to a Sunday night service and my dad's testimony is this. Even though I was raised in a denominational church, my dad was raised in a denominational church that had a form of godliness where my dad learned a lot but they denied the power of God. And my dad walked into this church this first time on a Sunday night and the Holy Ghost was moving. The water, the wind was at work. And my dad's testimony is these people have something that I don't have and I want it. So to the wonderful people of Atlanta West you've already responded to the Holy Ghost today but I want to remind you that this needs to be a place where people can walk in the door and more than anything they say walk what was that what was that what did I feel Woo!